You're listening to the Mom Mindset Podcast. As a mom, I know that you face challenges every day, but I also know that those challenges don't have to steal your joy and confidence as a parent. Each week, we'll adjust the different challenges and mindsets that moms face and show you how to overcome them so that you can thrive in every season of life. After all, you are the best mom for your child. Hey there, and welcome back to the Mom Mindset Podcast. My name is Abigail, and I am so glad that you have tuned in today. And today, being Valentine's Day, I'm recording this the night before Valentine's Day because just kind of a last minute person at this stage of my life. Um, But as I was thinking about what I wanted to share this week, I was thinking about marriage, I was thinking about relationships. Um, I went to a marriage conference at my church. Uh, We simulcasted with XO Marriage Conference, which is like one of the biggest marriage conferences in the country. And I went into the weekend thinking like, I don't really know what I can say about relationships. Um, My husband and I have been married about five years. We have two kids. We're kind of still in the thick of it. So today I wanted to try and give some marriage advice, advice for married women with children um, that kind of focus on mindset, that focus on some of the lessons and the things that I'm learning and that have become even more important as my husband and I have had kids. So you've probably noticed that having kids kind of only magnifies any little issue in your marriage. And I don't say issues like, you know, you're on the verge of divorce or anything, but just those little issues that make you fight or make you uh, feel disconnected. So the focus of this podcast today is to talk about three mindset swaps that are going to help improve your marriage. And I'm sure that you're going to relate with at least one of these three. So make sure that you stick around through the whole episode, get all of the advice because, you know, today's Valentine's Day. If you're listening, the day this comes out and you might be feeling lovey and in the mood and that's great. But this podcast is really going to give you the tools to help you feel in love with your spouse, to have great communication with your spouse all through the year. So even if you don't feel like you need it right now, I hope maybe, I hope you don't need it right now. I hope your marriage is wonderful and great. Um, but these tips are going to help you in the months and years to come. So, uh, also, you know, your marriage is so important because it's not just you and your spouse. It's not just about your marriage. Of course, that's super important. And it's the thing that you're going to have through your whole life, Lord willing. Um, But it's also laying the foundation for your children, for what they expect out of marriage when they grow up. And that's not just as extreme as like if you get divorced then your kids will also get divorced, which, you know, is something that could happen. Or if you fight, then your kids are going to fight with their spouse. Um, But it's just the fact that kids can know the difference between having parents who love, who honor and enjoy being with each other and parents who are just together because, you know, they got married and they just don't feel like getting divorced or they don't believe in divorce. They're kind of like, well, I'm just sort of stuck. So I'm going to make the best out of this. Healthy marriages are so important to our kids' development. It helps them learn how to navigate conflict, share responsibility, and it's even been shown to help your kid have greater academic success and emotional stability. So if you're listening to this podcast, I know that you want to be the best mom for your kids, that they're like your world and you love them so much. But if you want to be the best mom that you can be, you also have to work on your marriage and in being the best wife that you can be. So let's get started with these three mindset mistakes. Number one is falling into all or nothing thinking. And this can look like uh, things like this. I always have to initiate date nights. My husband never helps me with the kids. Or we're never on the same page. 
usually these statements, these all or nothing statements, the things that start with always, never, um, every time, stuff like that, these statements are usually not true. Um, normally speaking, your spouse is not, uh, he's, he is helping you with the kids sometimes. He is initiating date nights or you are on the same page sometimes, but it's just that you're magnifying the negative so strongly that it's becoming harder to see the positive things that your spouse is doing. Um, and the thing about our brains is when we wire them to think negatively and we've fallen into this all or nothing thinking like all day, all week, all month, uh, hopefully not, but maybe all year, you're having these negative extreme thoughts in your mind, you're wiring your brain to think negatively about your spouse. So you have to cut that cycle. You have to stop that cycle by recognizing the good things that your spouse is doing by disproving that all or nothing statement. A great way to do this is by having a gratitude journal, uh, something we've talked about on the podcast before and including something about your spouse in it every single day. Uh, Challenge yourself to notice the good that they do. Don't just write down the same thing. Um, Don't you know, get into a rut with that. Really challenge yourself. Think about yesterday. What's something that I'm thankful? What's a reason I'm thankful for my spouse from yesterday or the last two days? Keep it recent. Keep yourself in the moment and recognize what it is uh, that you can be thankful for. Now, if you're really struggling with this, the the reason I'm saying this isn't just like, oh, just ignore it. You know, they're doing better than they think. They're doing better than you think. Um, it's just to help rewire your mindset so that you can identify, okay, is this just me feeling really frustrated in the moment? Or is this a genuine pattern that I'm seeing where, yeah, maybe we're not, maybe it's not always that way, but it's often that way and it's bothering me. It helps take you out of that emotional state a little bit and just think about it a little bit more rationally. And then you can start to have those hard conversations. I know I just said you have to have the hard conversation. And if you're anything like me, you hate that. I absolutely hate conflict. I hate feeling like there's tension. I hate when things are unresolved. Uh, I hate going into those conversations because I know it could be, you know, a quick five minute fix or it could be a couple hours of us just working through the the tough stuff, you know, the stuff that um, could hurt our marriage if we let it fester. Um, but it's so important. It's so important for your marriage. It's so worth it. So it's awkward. The question becomes, how do I start? How do I start this conversation with my spouse? And maybe you're in that new like postpartum stage and you're really facing some of these problems and questions for the first time in your marriage, uh, here are some ways that you can tackle those tough conversations. The first one my husband and I learned from a book called Keep Your Love On by Danny Silk. I'm glad I remembered. I didn't write it down. Um, and this is an amazing book. I would highly recommend it to anyone who's in a relationship, whether you're dating, engaged, married, been together one year or 50 years, like amazing, amazing book. Um, so this exercise, you say, I feel blank when you blank. Normally when we come into conflict, we'll say to our spouse what we're thinking, which is you never help me with the kids. Um, all of a sudden you've put them on the, the defensive. They're ready to like attack back. They feel, you know, like it's a personal issue. Um, using this formula is really going to keep you from making your critique a personal attack. So something that you might say, um, at the marriage conference, this guy used this example of how he went golfing every single day. So here's one with that. His wife could have said to him, I feel alone or isolated when you go golfing every night. Um, you, this one might relate to more of you listening. I feel frustrated when you play on your phone after work instead of helping with the kids. So these statements, they really point out the issue 
and they identify how that issue, how that action is affecting you. Oftentimes, um, your spouse might not realize that their actions are affecting you the way that they are. That's why we communicate because we can't expect our spouse to read our mind, which we'll talk about a little bit more later. Um, but these types of statements, you know, it's not easy. Uh, your spouse might still not like to hear it, but at least you've kept it from being a personal attack. So stay focused on the issue, not the person, the action rather. Focus on the action uh, and focus on how it's affecting you and work through it. Be clear that your goal is ultimately connection and love and that leaving this issue unresolved, holding this issue inside is limiting your ability to feel connected to them in the way that you want to. Uh, the second way that you can approach this is by saying the story I'm telling myself is dot, dot, dot. And this one is great for when you want to be really direct. Um, my husband and I like to try to use I feel blank when you blank, but sometimes it just doesn't fit the situation or we need to work through something faster and we don't feel like we have time to really like find the exact right words. Um, I can't always identify the exact feeling I'm having or put it into this nice little neat package. Um, but what I also really like about this one is that it sets the stage that what you're feeling or thinking may not be true. So it gives your spouse a lot of room to come back and say, like, okay, no, that's not how I'm thinking. Uh, for example, something that maybe you might say is the story I'm telling myself is that you don't like to take care of our kids. Well, then your spouse can come back and say, no, no, I, I do like taking care of our kids. Of course I like taking care of our kids. I'm just feeling da 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 da. Um, so you can really start to have a conversation about expectations and about your needs from that point. So the next time you catch yourself using this all or nothing thinking, I want to challenge you to disprove those always never statements and see the good in your spouse. Correct the story that you're telling yourself by getting their side of the story. Mindset mistake number two when it comes to marriage is thinking that things will be different when. Uh, this might look like things will be different when I'm not pregnant anymore. Things will be different when the baby sleeps through the night, when we're out of debt, when I'm done breastfeeding, when I finally lose the baby weight, when my husband gets his promotion. The reality is that things will be different when you choose for them to be different. And I totally understand that seasons look different. I'm not saying that every season is going to look the same. Um, you know, some seasons are definitely harder than others, but I am saying that your needs in the relationship and your spouse's needs in the relationship can and should be met in every season. And you, you should, you owe yourself and you owe your spouse to fight for that. So in some seasons, maybe you have very little time together. Um, do something about it. Figure out something that can help you create more time together. Talk it out. Find a solution. Maybe it's getting a housekeeper so that you have a few extra hours or having your mom or mother-in-law come over and watch the kids. Maybe it's getting up earlier and just having coffee together before work or folding laundry together while watching TV. You know, it doesn't have to be any one of those situations. The point is that there are solutions. If you want things to be different, if you want more time with your spouse, uh, and your season is not affording it, find a solution. Um, maybe when you're trying to get out of debt, you're making certain sacrifices uh, and that's affecting you negatively. Take some time, identify those emotions, identify how you're feeling and come up with ways to meet those needs uh, while maintaining that value that you and your spouse have. Maybe you are waiting for there to be more romance in your life. Now, obviously, there is definitely less room for romance when you're in that newborn stage, but it's something that you can make time for, even if it looks a little different. So, you know, starting with something as simple as going for a walk or watching a movie, 
make sure that you're just creating that time. You get to choose to create the time to be with your spouse. And the more that you do that, the more you're going to see those romantic feelings budding up, the more you're going to start to feel more connected and um, fill in all of those other things that come with being romantic. So the next time that you feel like you're starting to trap yourself in your thinking and fall into a rut of thinking that things can't change unless your outside circumstances change, start changing the way that you think about it. Um, Be proactive. Find something that you can do to change your situation. Or if you legit can't change your situation, find a way that you can change how you're responding to that situation and the way that you think about it in your mind. You may not be able to control it, but you can always choose how you respond. And finally, mindset mistake number three is thinking that your spouse should just know. Abby, he should just know what I'm thinking. Like we've been married long enough, right? No, absolutely not. He shouldn't just know anything. And this is something that I feel like we're seeing a lot on social media is this idea that husbands should just know what we need um, or they should just understand what we're thinking or what we're going through. And that is just not true. He's not built like you. He doesn't have the same life experiences. He doesn't have the same thought process. Uh, His daily priorities are even, you know, even if you're in sync in terms of your general priorities, his daily priorities are not the same as yours. And if you want him to think about things a certain way or act a certain way, you have to talk to him about what you're expecting. And this expectation should be based on your shared values, um, your shared responsibilities, and it should be very clear. Back when I talked about in a podcast about the routine that was really making my life easier, um, I talked about this nighttime checklist. It had like five or six things on it that we needed to do every single night to make sure that our house was in decent shape and that we could stay on top of the things that made it get messy the fastest. So at first, um, I was kind of doing it by myself. Um, I, f- I felt like I had talked to my spouse about it, um, but I was sort of doing it by myself or maybe he would help with one aspect of it and then kind of move on to the next thing he wanted to do. And I was feeling frustrated and I was like, man, why am I doing this all by myself? I don't, I don't like this. As, if you've listened to the podcast, you know, cleaning is not my jam. I don't enjoy it almost at all. I like the product, but the actual action is very hard for me. Um, So I was frustrated that I was doing this by myself, this thing that I hate. Um, But then I realized, you know, I did not make this expectation clear. I did not clarify what I needed um, or even the full why of why we needed to work together on it. And when I had that conversation with him, um, you know, we had an honest conversation about it, a conversation about what the expectation was. Was it reasonable? Was it unreasonable? Which parts of it were reasonable? Um, and ultimately, you know, we found a solution that worked for us and we worked together until we accomplished the goal of completing the list. You know, we talked about which part of the list we personally each hated for me. That's dishes. I hate loading the dishwasher. I don't do it very well. Um, I kind of try to keep up with it during the day, but it's just not my favorite thing to do. Uh, dishes are dirty and gross and I don't like that. Um, my husband has some great gloves, so he gets, he's fine with doing the dishes. Um, on the other hand, he hates putting away the kids' toys because, you know, there's a lot of them and it's hard to know where they all go. So we kind of clarified which parts we each definitely did and didn't want to do and work together to finish the rest. And the fact is because he loves me because we're married and, you know, he wants me to be happy. He wants our house to be clean. He wants me to have energy, um, and time left over to hang out with him and just enjoy our time together as a couple. He wants to help. He wants to step up, but he can't do that unless he understands the expectation, unless he understands what's going on in my head and what I need 
him to do. Um, so we have to stop expecting our husbands to read our minds. Your husband is not you. He's not going to act exactly like you or have the same priorities all the time. You know, the key to thriving in marriage, I'm finding, is just to stay on the same page. Like maybe you're reading different lines, but you're still on the same page, working toward the same goal, processing through the same information. And the reason I say the same page is because uh, because your spouse is not you, he's probably not going to do things the way that you do them. You might prefer to kind of knock things out early in the day and he might prefer to uh, recharge and then kind of attack the to-do list. Um, maybe you prefer to do bedtime a certain way or uh, approach even approach leisure a certain way. And the fact is that they might not and you have to be okay with that. If the expectation is clear, let your spouse carry out that expectation in a way that works and makes sense for them. So the next time that you feel like you're thinking, getting stuck in that mindset where you feel like your spouse should just know something, um, maybe just know that he needs to give the kids a bath or know that you prefer roses over daisies, ask yourself, have I ever actually communicated that to him? And take ownership of that. Like I've been saying, most husbands want to please their lives. They want you to be healthy and not stressed, right? They want you to feel loved, but most of them don't know how to do that unless we're communicating what we need. And that's especially true, I think, for young moms, uh, specifically in the postpartum early toddlerdom stage where our kids are changing so fast that our needs are changing so fast. Help your husband keep up. Help him understand what's going on, what is, what's going on in your life and the kid's life and how that's affecting your needs and set those expectations together. So there you have it. Three mindsets that are going to, uh, negative mindsets that when you swap them out for positive ones are going to help improve your marriage. Let's recap them real fast. The first one was falling into an all or nothing mindset, uh, using words like always and never in your thinking. It's never a good idea. <laughs> uh, mindset number two, thinking that things will be different when, uh, when something externally changes. And mindset mistake number three, thinking that your spouse should just know what you want, thinking that they are a mind reader, that you married a mind reader. So whenever you get these three things right, you know, it's not that you're not going to have negative thoughts, not that you're uh, not going to have things that you need to work through in your marriage. I think absolutely everybody does. The best marriages have things they have to work through. Um, you're going to have the tools to move toward your spouse in love and not keep those feelings kind of bottled inside. You're going to have the tools to have the tough conversations, um, the tools to make your needs known and clarify them, the tools to work through your own mindsets and maybe some of the lies that are going on in your own mind before you have those conversations. And ultimately, it's going to make your marriage stronger. It's going to put a great guard against um, some of the issues that could potentially, if you let them, tear your marriage apart. So before we go today, I just want to say a quick prayer for all of you who are married and who are listening to this podcast today. Um, I just pray that you can apply these mindsets and that they're going to be a blessing to you. So Father God, I thank you right now for every single woman listening to this podcast today. God, I thank you for her marriage. I thank you that you chose her and her spouse specifically for each other, for a reason, God, that they complement each other, that they work together, that they have a shared purpose on this earth that they are working toward together. God, I pray that you give uh, every woman listening just the wisdom to approach uh, conversations and conflicts with their spouse, to know how to approach them, to be led by the Holy Spirit. 
um, the courage to approach those tough issues and move toward their spouse in love, even when it means that they need to be humble and that they need to have those difficult conversations. God, I pray that you continue to uh, build up her passion for her spouse. God, give her creative ways to keep the sparks alive, keep the romance alive, and to Uh, even have that passion that they had when they were first dating. And as they do so, God, I pray that you continue to help them to grow in unity, to always be working together, to remember that they're on the same team, God. I pray that that their marriage will be a legacy for their children, that their children will look at their marriage and say, this is something that I want my marriage to look like, and that ultimately the patterns, the healthy patterns that they establish in their marriage will be seen in the lives of their children Uh, and their children's children in days to come. So we thank you for that, and we bless each woman in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, ladies. Well, I hope that you, I hope this was helpful for you, and I hope that you have an amazing Valentine's Day. I hope that you have a great time just uh, celebrating the love that you and your spouse share. I hope you have a great date planned. And until next week, I just want you to remember that you were made to be a mother, and you are the best mom for your child, and you are also the best wife for your spouse. Talk to y'all next week.